Hey guys, welcome back to A Bite of D&D, a podcast where we add flavor to your D&D sessions, games, and campaigns. I am your host, Zach, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Micah, and today we are covering another monster, specifically the Nothic. The Nothic, yeah. Yes, that is from the Monster Manual, page 236, my creature that I have never used, nor have I encountered. I think you're the same over there. Uh, yeah, I looked at him because I like the artwork for it, but I have never actually seen or used one in any of my games. So while we're on this subject, before we dive into delving into this character, when we're talking about weird creatures, I just kind of want to plug um, a book that you guys are probably familiar with, but maybe have been hesitant to pick up just because it's a third-party thing. I know I was for a while, but the Cobalt Press Tome of Beasts is... An amazing purchase. I picked it up last week. I'm super excited about it. It's 400 pages. Each page, for the most part, contains a monster, and always that monster has art to go with it. It's beautiful art. The monsters are fascinating. They've got really cool abilities. It's really well thought out. There are a couple stinkers in there, but with how many they give you, I'm I'm more than willing to accept that. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, 90, 90% of these are stuff that you're going to have a use for at some point. Um, it's really, really cool. Covers a lot of new ground. Covers a lot of weird ground. So that's my quick little plug. One of my favorite things that this introduces, I feel like, in a better way than the Monster Manual is the little automaton clockwork guys in the Monster Manual just drive me nuts. I cannot take them seriously. I will never use them in my games, I don't think. And the Tome of Beast provides some really cool clockwork creatures that I think will work well in a setting that is a appropriate. Yes, and I would just say if you're looking at buying it and you want to know what kind of stuff is contained in it, it's going to be more weird. There's not a whole lot of like orc sub-races or hobgoblin sub-races or things like that. It's not the standard. It's not your standard stuff. There's a lot of, there is a lot of dragons, there's a lot of giants, there's a lot of devils and things like that, but for the most part it's like give me weird stuff and uh, that's exactly what it's doing. So that's just our quick plug. So Micah, what can you tell me, uh, getting back onto the Nothic, what can you tell me about a Nothic? So these guys are not your average monster that you're just going to find out around the world that you're playing in. These guys were wizards that were searching for as much knowledge, you know, as they could find. They're, They're looking into the ancient texts, more forbidden knowledge, and as they delved into these things that maybe should have stayed hidden, they were cursed by Vecna, something he left behind for these purveyors of ancient secrets, and it transforms them completely into this kind of deformed cyclopean little creature whose entire memory of their past life is wiped away uh, replaced with this unsatiating hunger for more knowledge and, and magical uh, prowess. Yeah, for those podcast listeners that don't have their book right in front of them, a quick description that I can give you of these guys is imagine like a spiked devil, small, medium-sized uh, gray skin, spikes on the back, and one, like you said, one huge green nasty eye, clawed hands, clawed feet. That's kind of what we're looking at. Just a real disgusting creature. Looks nothing like a wizard. <laughs> yeah, you, you would not have expected that these things were ever, ever human. But they, they were just wizards who delved too far into things they should. So what you were telling me before we started this recording is that these guys, if you're putting them in a fight, you're probably doing it wrong. I Yeah, I feel like you're kind of giving them a disservice as an interesting monster. These guys can dish out a little bit of damage. They, they've got 
an I-beam that they use to just erode and destroy people's flesh, necrotic damage there. And they've also got a couple claw attacks. So they, they can defend themselves, but what they really excel at is gathering information from people and, and learning their secrets. Yeah, they're a CR2 creature. Yeah, these guys are, are, are not uh, super challenging. For a CR2, Again, they could they could probably give a party a bit of a tough time, but they're they're not designed, in my opinion, for combat. I find these guys fascinating, however, because their their last ability there you've, you've got their their multi attack, their claws, you've got that I beam, but their last ability is the ability to peer into people's minds. It is a contested check, so they have a chance to uh, shrug it off, and if they're immune to being charmed, they are immune to this kind of mind reading that they do but they can pick a target that they can see within about 30 feet or so and as long as they can break through those their mind's defenses they can learn any secret or fact about that person which makes these guys far more interesting in a, a role play perspective in my eyes than a, a combat situation it even says so in their flavor text these guys aren't really looking for a fight they would rather sit back survey the situation rather than than jumping in and getting involved in something the only knock that i would give on this as a monster is that it's a monster that i feel like is heavy on role play we'll get into that a little bit more when we get into like different scenarios that you could put a, a no thick in but the knock against them i think is that the languages that they know is limited to under common and I think that to assume that a party is going to have someone in it that knows Undercommon, especially when they're early levels, is a big thing to ask. And so my suggestion would be, if you're going to play with a Nothic, keep that in mind. I think it'd be completely reasonable for your game, for your setting, for your adventure. Go ahead and give them a common or some other language for them to speak that maybe the party would know. Because that Undercommon is going to bite if you're running a party of elves and humans and gnomes i personally i don't think it's as big of a deal my counterpoint would be that even though these are cr2 that's for their combat capabilities and again yeah. i don't think they're necessarily a combat creature so your level 15 party may need information that they have yeah for sure and and which point they have means to to breach that language gap a little bit easier definitely and i that that's 100 percent true i was just thinking more as like if it is going to be a combat or or if you are going to introduce it at lower levels just go ahead and maybe tweak that because what you don't want is to set up a cool interaction that then whoops I, and it's I didn't. more than reasonable considering how much knowledge these guys should have and what they're designed to do that they would have learned another language. Absolutely. So really, again, I think these guys are going to excel when you're using them in more unique situations. I mean, if you want to do a combat, that's still perfectly reasonable. If you have several Nothics who jealously guard the secrets that they've found in like this desolate uh, and rundown wizard's tower that you come across, it's more than reasonable to have a few that would attack your party and you could have an encounter with that. But what I think is going to be far more interesting maybe you've heard rumors of these strange creatures that have a near infinite amount of knowledge but they always extract a price for this information because these guys are neutral evil creatures they're not going to want to just hand it over to you but what they do have is a weakness for magical items they love collecting these and you can kind of use that in several different ways if you've been maybe a little bit too generous with your players handing 
you know, different artifacts and things out, and you, you want to kind of rein that in a little bit. If you give one of these guys and leave clues to where they may be found for this dire piece of information that you need for a, a ritual or, or a spell to deal with this certain situation, maybe where to find this ancient civilization that they need to go to, you can require the toll for that information to be yes. one of these magic items. I really like that idea as a Nothic, as like a, a knowledge vendor that payment requires a magic item of some sort. Like that to me is a, like you said, a great way to force, I mean, because they're going to start handing out, especially like, hey, you're looking for this thing, like maybe you've got a paladin who's looking for their holy avenger or something, and he's, you're like, you got, first you need to know the location of the tomb, and he's like, well, we know this Nothic that knows everything. You go, he knows, and he's like, okay, it comes with a price, and that's a great way that you can get them to say, okay, well, I don't want you to have three magic swords, so you're going to probably end up giving him one of those and in a way, this can kind of act as a regular contact almost for your party. I mean, your rogues come with their black market contact guy, right? Yeah. Well, this in a way is your black market contact of, of arcane knowledge. And he can kind of be a recurring character throughout your game as he pesters them for more and more items for this unique and interesting information he has for them. I think that we are already kind of diving into this, so let's just go ahead and move into our next uh, segment. Uh, unless there's anything more you want to cover, let's dive into different ways, different adventure scenarios where we might see a Nothic, because I think we've covered most of what they are as far as a stat block character. Yeah, so uh, my thought, and this is a trope you're going to see fairly often throughout fantasy, but a, a demon lord has broken free from his imprisonment after a thousand years, and it's been so long that that nobody is familiar with the ritual or maybe even who he is in the first place, and he just starts wrecking havoc throughout the material plane. It doesn't seem like there's anything you're able to do to stop him. If you were to confront him directly, it would be assuredly a suicide mission, right? But right. you've heard rumors of this creature who knows things they shouldn't, that nobody else is aware of, and that maybe they may have some information because the last he was seen was in the crypts underneath the ruins of this city that the Demon Lord first appeared over. So you can send them off on this adventure to find this creature to get the ritual or the spell that will allow them to entrap it again for another thousand years. I like that. Uh, Keeper of Knowledge. Uh, another thing, if, if I'm kind of moving away from the, the keeper of knowledge side of things and more towards their, their eyes, their gaze, which is the core of their combat abilities, something that I think would be fun is if maybe you have one or more of these in kind of as the lackeys of a higher wizard. I think in in like the maybe like Grima Wormtongue or something like that sort of capacity where these are his lookouts, these are his canaries, these are his whatever. Just basically, these are the other, other wizards who failed where he succeeded, and now he has control over them. I think, I mean, these guys have true sight up to 120 feet, so as lookouts, as his eyes, when he so he can keep to his books and his studies, these guys are going to be perfect for that. And then also, you have them scattered throughout the tower, they have that weird insight ability where they're going to know knowledge about the players, they can then relay that knowledge back to that wizard so that when that final confrontation comes, he has key information about each character that you as a DM can not even tell them what information you're pulling. You could pull it right out of their backstories that they've given you or stuff that they've played already. 
And I think that that could be a really cool PC villain interaction where they don't know... How does he know? He's always a step ahead of him. Yep. He knows everything about them, and they've never met him before. Exactly. I think that could be really cool, and if, they, if, if they've if they never encountered Nothix before, I think that that's a fun way to get that and, and get your PCs questioning what exactly is going on. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us today, guys. Have you guys used these before? Uh, are there any other interesting creatures that you've used or you would like to see us look at? Let us know on the Facebook page, and we will see you next week. Yep. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.